Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a hoot at. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoot at. Lose or winning, I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. We have intense, entertaining, educate, and enlightening sports talk from your favorite sports fan. Appreciate you guys for being in this episode of the Coma. Please feel free to smash upon the like button, the subscribe button, the, the bell, and hit the share button and share the show on your social media feed with other black and gold diehards across the land. Much love to the fam. Big ups to everybody. Hope you guys are having a fantastic start to your week. And I'm hoping you guys are having a successful start to your week. I hope you had a a pretty fantastic weekend as well coming into this thing. So shout out to the faithful. Shout out to the diehards of the coma, the kings and queens. We up in this thing. This one, as we know, the training camp, uh, the Saints mini camp is coming up this week here. And we'll have some uh, some looking at the black and gold. Uh, squad once again between the 13th and the 15th coming up so we'll have a couple of days man to be able to look at our squad once again to see what's going on before they dip off and then we don't see them till later on so shout out to the fan appreciate y'all being up in here as we're gonna go and cover a article from nola.com a combo of writers they did a pretty good article covering the saints mini camp to ask some questions uh, as well, and we're gonna cover it in this installment of the coma. So let's get going, fam. As we started off, and this is and, and this is something the commentary from those writers that said, uh, you know, based on what they 
uh, liked about what they've been seeing so far and what concerns them and what they're looking for from Saints minicamp. So let's take a look at our preview. As you can see, a picture, a good photo of current quarterback, $150 million man, Derek Carr, and Kank guard Mike back out there on the field. And these two guys will be uh, very important to, to the success of the Saints because the offense has to lead the team this year. It can't be the other way around with the defense is doing. That was a failed experiment. And I really think that the offense will, will, will definitely take off. I don't know if Mike plays the entire season. Now, I don't. My crystal ball is not that in-depth. But I do believe he plays more than 10 games of this season. And that's, and to me, if we can get between 10 to 16 games from Mike, I'm good with that. And plus, whatever hopes for a postseason run, you're going to need him. So, and like I said, when he's out there, he's phenomenal, man. Remember the Atlanta Falcons game the last time we seen him with the three touchdowns? When he's out there, he's hard to stop. And you can imagine the combination between Carr and him. And then really what I'm excited about as well, potentially, is the Mike, a healthy Mike Thomas with a Chris Olavi and Derek Carr uh, pairing. That would be really uh, exciting, too, because we, you know, and I made mention of this, and we bring these narratives and we talk about this thing from a diehard black and gold perspective. And if you look at the sum total of Michael Thomas's career up to this point, has he ever had a solid complement wide receiver who can play off of him and he can play off of them? Pretty much a lot of what Mike Thomas was doing, he was doing pretty much by himself. He didn't really have a true complement wide receiver next to him. And that's saying a lot for a guy that's pretty much a possession guy. Mike is not a 40-40 guy and all this kind of stuff. He's not a very fast guy, but he's physical, he's strong, he's smart, and he's fundamental. The only thing he isn't is he's been available. So hopefully we can shift gears on that and get to what it is. So having a lobby and Michael Thomas together, what does that look like? Not to mention before you start throwing all the other uh, key people around him. So this is going to be very exciting. And I know Carr is kind of revving up, you know, looking at what's going on here. So anyway, let's jump into the article. Shout out to NOLA.com. They say the Saints conclude their offseason program next week with the three mandatory minicamp practices at the team's facility in Metairie, Louisiana. It will be the first minicamp for the newcomers like Derek Carr, Jamal Williams, and Brian Breesey, and the first time the entire roster is together this offseason. Very happy to see that as well. So let's continue to get up in this thing. And as you see, say in, pre in preparation for the workouts, this coverage team, the writers, they got together and they had some a few things that they wanted to discuss. So let's get into a few of those things that they were talking about. And the first thing is, what is the biggest surprise of the offseason workouts? One of the reporters said, can't guard Mike's return. I did not expect to for him to show up and, you know, at any of the voluntary organized teams activities. The media hadn't seen him since September. And honestly, they were still a little surprised that he's he's still with the Saints. And maybe it's because I didn't cover the team in 2019 when Thomas broke the single season receptions mark with 149 at 17, 25 and nine touchdowns. Obviously, that's impressive. Or maybe it's because he has only played 10 games over the last three seasons because of injuries. Obviously, that's not impressive. Thomas did a strong opening three games 
2022 before his injury. Scoring three touchdowns is a positive for the Saints. He's already, he's back already at least some capacity. So I have to give it to the reporter, Taryn Wack, that, yeah, that is, that was a nice surprise to see Michael Thomas there, you know, you know, decked down in the unis, you know. All right, Mr. Walker said the biggest surprise was seeing rookie running back Kendra Miller in person for the first time. If someone told you to go into a lab and create a running back, Miller's probably what the results of the experiment will look like. Listed at six feet, 210. My best guess is he's all of 1020. I mean, excuse me, 220 uh, and all muscle. He actually been able to do much in practice because he's recovering from a knee injury suffered in the college football playoff semifinal against Michigan. But he passes the eye test. You can can't help but to be eager to see what he can do once he gets healthy on draft night. Dennis Allen had to say this about Miller. He runs with violence. That's not hard to believe. Absolutely. And I agree here because if you look at the tape on Kendra Miller, yeah, he's, he's a guy that is serious. He's a serious, serious, very serious. Now I was kind of upset during the draft process. Cause obviously I wanted, you know, local product from Ponchatoula and Tulane super, uh, a stop running back Tajay Spears, who eventually got drafted by the Titans. I wanted him to be here for obvious reasons, but, when I had opportunity to do some film work and study on Kendra Miller, we did that on uh, TSC Q&A Live Patreon with family members. A lot of great things opened up about Kendra Miller. The fact that his vision and he has an awareness bubble around him where he's not even looking behind him, but he's feeling his way, just great instincts on the field, feeling his way around the field from like an energy standpoint. I can't. Uh, know how, but you know, you'll see runs where he would be running and he'll stop and break it down and then duck and get small and let a guy fly over his head from behind like he knew the guy was there the whole time. It's it's really strange how intuitive intuitive this guy is. Not only does he run with power and physicality, he uses a stiff arm, but he also at times can either run through you or around you. He has the speed and he does, even though they didn't use him a lot of catching the ball out the backfield. There was footage with him catching screens and being patient, working behind his blockers. And then and then at the appropriate time, getting from behind a blocker to generate even more yards. The fact that he falls forward majority of the plays and the fact that he is a insurance policy for Elvin Kamara this year and into the future. The Kendra Miller pick was a very solid pick, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. No matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. All right, uh, Jeff Duncan says, I've been surprised how good Carr has been. I just don't mean as good as player on the field, where his arm strength and accuracy and command of the huddle of open eyes has impressed me with his leadership skill and presence and clearly understands his role as a franchise quarterback. Yeah, and this is true. You know, if you watch, and we had an opportunity to play several of Derek Carr's interviews over the last several weeks uh, and just getting inside his psyche, you know, after all of the, you know, rigmarole about, finally being here and the food and all this kind of stuff. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. You like the food. Everybody likes the food, you know, so cool. We, we get that. Now let's talk football here. 
what are you going to do here that you didn't do with the Raiders? You know, that type of stuff. And then he started to kind of delve and throw out all of this stuff about Michael Thomas, the last batch of interviews we listened to, how he was just big up in Mike and how Michael Thomas was instrumental in recruiting him to the Saints and how excited Michael Thomas was for him to be here. So, you know, you look at that and then the fact that he is, is he definitely has leadership abilities. You're getting a peek inside of his character as a person. You can see that he's a very cool, he's a very good guy, very upstanding guy, very cordial guy, and not a BS guy or a, you know, one of these numbskull quarterbacks or a diva type. He's a hardworking blue, blue collar type of a quarterback that takes insight from his players and his coaches and whatnot. And he's he's he has a wide open approach in terms of wanting to learn the offense and have the most success that he's possibly can have. And listen, I, I, I cannot dispute that. I think Carr has been wonderful, absolutely wonderful so far, especially with a lot of the things that he's been talk, talking about during these interviews and these training sessions. All right, the next one is, what has been your most positive takeaway from the workouts? Uh, Mr. Wax says, Carr's adjustment. Within just 10 OTA workouts, the quarterback seems to have quickly settled into the running offense. He felt more comfortable in the final week, and the Saints coach Dennis Allen thought Carr looked more comfortable. Carr always was talking to someone, too, whether it be a coach or a teammate. He took feedback, cracked jokes. He bonded execution during the regular season is what really matters to work but as 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 most but right now his effort and desire are obvious all around positive feedback which is stellar and that's true you've seen him you know pointing and talking to people trying to figure this out fire figure that out and that's something that is a very good skill because over his time uh, with the Raiders he had five offensive coordinators I talk about that a lot because if you take the five coordinators that he's had and then you put his statistics next to the five years and and with you know, he played with those different coordinators you can see that he was still successful very you know he was very successful now some years a little bit more productive than others but he still had a degree of success that we would like to have here because we not car is and I've said this before car is not the savior for the saints Jameis wasn't say wasn't the savior for the saints you know, Jameis came here to build himself back up after what happened with him in Tampa Bay. And Carr was basically cast away. He was benched after a Pro Bowl season with the Raiders. So he wasn't really sought out after, you know, out there like like the Saints was kind of, you know, the only team that was really serious at him. He had a few te- people talk to him. But in the end, you kind of got the feeling that the Saints, they wanted him the whole offseason. So, you know, it wasn't like, you know he was going to go anywhere else. He was weighing his options. So he still, at the end of the day, got what he wanted the most. He got his money. Now it's time for him to step up and show. So yes, it's the, the question is how fast does he adjust to what the saints want him to do? And it's very simple. It's all a language thing because he's familiar with the West coast style of offense. He just needs to get used to the language of what's going on, what this is versus what that is. And that's what Gruden came in to kind of explain to him to a degree. Hey man, this is, this is the same thing. It's just this, this is this. And then this is called that. This is this. And this is called, Oh, okay. I got it. So as you know, and that's basically what it is. And we've heard Pete Carmichael talk about giving car plays that he himself are, you know, is comfortable with that will lead to more success too. So anyway, 
All right, uh, Mr. Walker says the improvement of Olavi and Rashid, the two year, uh, the two second year receivers, both from San Diego, had rock solid rookie seasons, been quite clear in practice that they are not satisfied with what they did in year one. Both have made big plays in practice and look to make great strides in their second season. It's the type of hunger you want to see in young players who aren't satisfied with where they are. Chris Olavi was just excellent last year. Rashid Shahid was a Big surprise for the Saints. You know, a lot of injury happened. Jarvis Landry wasn't there. Rashid Shaheed seized the day, stepped up. You know, Deontay Harris-Hardy was banged up. right? And then Rashid Shaheed stepped in there and he made a point. Now, often I talked about how good, how much better Rashid Shaheed's route running was. And then remember the, the interview we played here from Michael Thomas, when Michael Thomas said he took Rashid Shaheed and Chris Olave under his wing. And I was like, ah, that's explained why that route running looks a lot better. So we have these two phenomenal speedsters who do a little bit of everything and a healthy Mike Thomas and everything else. You got to be kind of, you know, looking at this thing and feeling pretty good. I, uh, Mr. Duncan says the attitude and buy-in from the players and coaches have been impressive. There's a real positive vibe around the team. The acquisition of cars seems to have lifted everyone's spirits. And that's just a lot of positive energy around the team right now. Teams are usually optimistic at, at this time of the year, but the overall enthusiasm and up and down rosters noticeable. That's a positive sign for Dennis Allen in the second year. So, yeah, it is a good vibe. If you look at the players, everybody's excited about this season. They really are. Well, they got, you know, reason to be excited. The big one of the biggest question marks that we've seen happen with the Saints this past, you know, in the past past last year was the injuries to the quarterback room. And then the decisions behind the quarterback room wasn't all positive. It didn't lead to success. You know, we had a stuck in the mud offense. Most nights they couldn't score. They couldn't get off the snide. There was no leadership there. It was, they were just going through the motions and the defense had too much on its plate. It had to carry the luggage, the water, whatever you want to call it for both the offense, the special teams wasn't handling their business either. So, it was just really one aspect of the team trying to do everything. And with the Saints, offense needs to step up and handle the business. Carr knows that he has to lead this offense along with the wide receivers, the running backs, and everybody else into, you know, they have to be the lead unit. They have to put up, uh, you know, points. They have to show that they're an explosive offense again. And I really do think that they are. The Saints have done a phenomenal job of adding talent along with what we had from last year, along with Carr and Carr's leadership and his, and the greatest thing I like about him is his ability to throw the deep ball. I've stated this countless times because that represents explosive plays. You have explosive wide receivers that can get downfield and a quarterback that's accurate enough to hit them downfield, which would open up space underneath. So we can use our satellite backs and our running backs that work in space. They can't clutter up the line of scrimmage and play us for the run. They have to respect the pass that changes everything. So, you know, I'm just excited about that. And that's the energy you see. You see guys like Michael Thomas out there. You you got to be excited about the energy that's out there. The only question is, you know, with Dennis Allen, who never won anything at, at a, a headquarter, a head coach level, is this could be the year that he finally breaks through. It could be. This is kind of seeming uh, that it will be. So hopefully we can get there. And I think we can. All right. Next question. What's the biggest concern? All right. The reporter says linebacker room. I agree. Caden Ellis departed to the Falcons. I expect the Saints to draft a high potential rookie or sign a well-known veteran to fill the void. Neither happened so far. Demario Davis and Pete Werner handled the starting roles. But what if one gets injured like Warner did last year? That's not a big there's not a big name to step up if needed. Granted, Ellis wasn't considered a big name. 
when he was called upon last season. So the Saints very well may have another trick up their sleeve, but still linebacker was the only position that was truly addressed, wasn't wasn't truly addressed this offseason. And and I agree with uh, with the reporter here, man, to speak about it, because we often talk about the, the the fact that I really do think that the, there are a few needs of uh, positions uh, that the Saints should address before we get to the the big camp, you know, and I, I still feel that we need a a veteran interior, another veteran interior defensive tackle or a nose tackle, a veteran, not somebody that's a practice squad player or a player that don't have much pro experience. We need a veteran guy either a nose tackle, preferably a nose tackle or a defensive tackle with some experience that can come in and help the Saints because it, and this kind of, you know, it depends. And this is a big question depending on where does Tanu Passanio play? Because if Passanio is a guy that they, you know, they they say, okay, listen, we got, we drafted in the second round, Isaiah Foskey. We have um, Carl Granderson and Peyton Turner here. Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience. Just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast. So make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson razor. Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. You know, we like these guys. You know what? You know to new passing. You obviously is not going to be battling those guys for the end position. So, is this finally the year where he slides and played a majority of his time as a defensive tackle? He's six seven, three hundred plus pounds. Why would you not have a six foot seven, three hundred plus pound defensive tackle on the inside of your defensive line that bats down balls at the line of scrimmage? So do they finally go and say, we're going to switch you to more inside than outside? You know, that's a big question. If not, if they intend to keep him playing more outside than inside, then I still say go get that nose tackle because if guys start getting banged up, you 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 get real light real quick in the interior of the defensive line. So I still say we need another defensive tackle, a veteran or a nose tackle to help out the interior defensive line. The linebacker position, the guy is absolutely right on, absolutely spot on. If something is not like Demario Davis gets hurt because he rarely does because he knows the line where to play, to play smart and to play aggressive. He knows the line. That's why he rarely gets hurt. So does Cam. I talked about that. Peyton Turner doesn't know that line. That's why he's he keeps getting banged up year after year, you know, and he misses time. Now, last year he was on his way to a hell of a year before he got you know, banged up pretty good with the injury situation. But being that you know that Peyton Turner is nothing new, that he does have injuries that take him off the field for multiple games. Zach Bowen is the guy that's behind him. Now, he's a guy that Saints had with the third-round pick. Does Zach Bowen finally make a Caden Ellis move? Now, I remember Caden was a seventh-round selection 
that was able to sneak in on his final year and make a payday. Now, Caden Ellis played. Now, a big thing there is Caden Ellis was familiar with the defense. He kind of earned his bones on special teams. That's something that Zach Bowen is, you know, was trying to do, but, you know, not really there. But now that Caden's gone, Zach Bowen with that third round draft pick uh, status, he's the next guy up right then. He is in a contract years as well. So the Saints are going to have faith, look like they're going to have faith with this guy. But it's quite a guy like Quan Alexander make all the sense in the world. If you're the Saints and you're looking for a veteran guy to come in, he knows he's familiar with what you're doing. He's a guy that knows a lot of the teammates there, and he won't cost you a lot of money. He played the majority. He played all of the games last year for the Jets, and he's a guy that can come here. He's a free agent, and he's a guy that can come in and help you uh, in terms of depth. So when he left the first time around, they offered him to stay here to be a backup for Pete Werner. Now, he should have took that role because he probably earned himself some money and he did that because the thing is, when Pete Werner got banged up both years, he would have felt inadmirably. So, you know, but it is what it is. He made 1.2, I think it was, last year with the Jets. That ain't nothing the Saints can't uh, afford, you know, to pay the man, you know. So I, I think that's a good move. All right, on to the next one. It's probably way too early to call it a concern, but seeing center Eric McCoy as a, the only starting offensive lineman at camp was an idea, especially for a team breaking in a new starting quarterback this season. Ramchek, Pete, and Kelvin Throckmorton all chose to skip the voluntary OTAs. Cesar Ruiz and backup tackle Trevor Penning are still recovering from injuries. The silver lining, and that is some of the younger guys are getting some work. But a key to the Saints offense will be how the O-line gels this season. That gelling starts in the offseason with the mandatory minicamp coming this week. Ramchek, Pete, Throckmorton should be back in the mix. Okay, thank you for that. All right, and then, of course, Duncan says there is nothing to do with the workouts. I'm probably cheating with the answer, but Kamara looming court date is obviously a major concern. It seems like he'll face some kind of league discipline uh, or as a result of legal issues. The Saints bolster in the running back room with Jamal Williams and drafting Kendra Miller this offseason, but it's a stretch to think that either of those guys will be able to replace Kamara's all-around playmaking ability. Kamara, Kamara's arguably is the biggest star in the Saints, and the teams have to account for him all over the field. Absolutely agree with Jeff Duncan on this one, absolutely. Elvin Kamara and very few players that you're going to find in the NFL that will be able to do everything Elvin Kamara does. And I think last year, the Saints severely underutilized Elvin Kamara. And I hopefully in this Saints offense that he doesn't get lost. And I know that sounds crazy, but once he comes through his legal issues, hopefully the Saints can find a way to use Elvin Kamara on the field often in terms of even decoying him, not even putting him out there, not even giving him a ball, lining him up at the wide receiver, spreading him out, whatever you got to do, you know, to, to, to create mismatches with their defense and the joy this kind of decoy people to Kamara, you need to do that. And I think that kind of ties into the Saints kind of having more of imagination on how to use him. So anyway, let's move to the next question. Which player or aspect of the team will you be focused on for minicamp? All right, the first writer says the offensive line. Well, McCoy was the only starter who was active during OTAs. Ruiz and Penning were present but inactive because of lingering foot injury rehab responsibilities. Pete and Ramchek never showed. Apparently, the Saints' fourth-round pick, Nick Saldaveri, injured his calf, so he was sidelined for the OTAs too. And there are still options given the Saints' depth at the position, so it'll be interesting to see who lines up where once all the bodies are present. There's plenty of time left until the regular season begins, but it's important that the offensive line is healthy this season to protect its new quarterback. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Next writer says the running backs with Kamara probably facing a suspension at some point. I'm interested to see how the team divides the reps among Kamara, free agent signing Jamal Williams and rookie draft pick Kendra Miller. Uh, will the Saints practice? Will the Saints practice as if Kamara will be there the whole season, or will the Williams and Miller get more reps than usual since they will be counting on Kamara inevitable absence? Also, I could be curious to see whether Miller is a guy who could step in and make an impact, an immediate impact much like Kamara did as a rookie in 2017. That's a great commentary. That's great commentary right there. Great, great open thought thinking right there. Very forward and, and open thinking right there. Looking at what the Saints are dealing with. Now we know that there, you know, it's only one Elvin Kamara, but you know, when you bring Jamal Williams in here, Jamal Williams is more than just a thumper back. He's, you know, what about six feet, six feet or so, six feet, six feet, six, one, about 220 pounds. He has speed and power and he, is very is a very awesome running back he's you know it's just if you if you're not used to watching him has great vision it's an emotional runner like he's charged you know it's difficult to bring him down catch the ball out the backfield he's not elvin kamara but he is really good 17 rushing touchdowns he has a gift like if you're in a red zone with him and you're in around the five yard line he's going to get in that end zone He's going to find the right hole to hit to get in that end zone. The guy has terrific vision. And Kendra Miller is another running back with, with terrific vision. So if the Saints do need to go to, you know, if Kamara gets suspended, and there's a very slim chance that he could beat this. Very slim chance, but a chance nonetheless, right? So, you know, the, there are other backs that you can, if the Saints going to ha- have a third back if Kamara's not available, and you have another running back there that you can bring in. They're both on the, the makings of north-south running backs. So you uh, uh, brutal backs that bash for yardage, so to speak. So that's a good point, thinking about how the Saints will look. You know, if Kamara's there, I'm pretty sure the Saints will utilize Elvin Kamara and and that because even though they're prepared for what happened, you know, if he's to miss time, there is a small percentage of a chance that he could beat this thing. So, all right. All right, then, and then the third writer says, I'm still worried about the pass rush. We won't get a true feel for the part of the defense until fall camp when the pads go on and the contact drills start. The Saints tried to address this area by drafting Brian Breesey and Isaiah Foskey. Both are unproven. Defensive tackles, Kalen Saunders and Nathan Shepard are known more for their run defense than pass rush. So the pass rush remains a major question mark. If there's a weak line, a weak link in the defense, it could be the ability to pressure the passer. So we hopefully that's not the case because if you look at the film study on all of those guys, the aforementioned guys, if we start with the defensive tackles, Brian Barisi, Kalen Saunders, and Nate Shepard, these guys all do one thing very phenomenal. They are relentless interior defensive people. Now, I've seen them uh make sacks on the quarterback. They don't give up a lot of times, most of them are double team. They're able to split the double team, or if they get walled off, they'll make a play by simply waiting to see what the quarterback do so they can bat the ball down. Or if the guy tries to scramble, they'll chase him down. You know, and they're very athletic, they're very violent, and they are relentless. That's the three qualities that I see on our interior defensive linemen just by studying the film on each one of them. They're vicious, they're they're violent. They're uh, unreal. They're, they're just, they don't relent. They're unrelenting, all of them. And it's just like amazing to see the Saints put together the, this type of force. So, and of course, when you talk about the edge rush, Isaiah Foskey, who has what I call the sack gene, he had 20 plus sacks 
in the two seasons that he was at Notre Dame. He took down Justin Tuck's record when Justin Tuck was there. And if we can have Isaiah Foskey to be anything like a Justin Tuck, I would be hell, hellified happy with that. But he has the sack gene. He needs more passing moves. He needs to get he needs to get stronger. He needs to put on some more weight. But I'm telling you, he's going to be somebody that really push Peyton Turner to do better, to represent and step up. Now, you still have Carl Granderson there. But at the end of the day, what the Saints had like 40 sacks last year. I don't know if we, you know, I, I think we'll get that this year. Again, my main focus for the Saints defense is protecting against quarterbacks that can, you know, improvise. Guys that can create outside of the pocket. The Saints can't allow that to happen this year. Not only do they have guys that are known for pushing the interior offensive line, but now you got guys that can chase down uh, quarterbacks who are attempting to extend the play. So we'll see how that goes. But that's a valid uh, concern nonetheless because pass rush will be the big thing for the Saints defense. We got to keep the pass rush on and we got to stuff to run. That's the that's the big thing. And of course, finally, the last concern here before we get out, what's the most important thing left for the Saints to accomplish before the start of training camp? One reporter says get healthy. Wide receiver Mike Thomas, running back Kendra Miller, offensive lineman Cesar Ruiz, Trevor Penning, and Nick Seldavari. Those are names simply mentioned during the OTAs as still in recovery mode, regardless injuries really hindered the 2022 season. The second reporter says, I agree, uh, get healthy. They need to get guys such as Thomas and Ruiz on the field before the season starts. The sooner they can do that, the better this team could be in reaching its potential. And the third reporter says the offense needs to coalesce. Next week's minicamp will be the first time the key offensive players such as Elvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, Ryan Ramchek, Andrews Pete will be will get a chance to work with Derek Carr. And we aren't expected to see Thomas Ruiz or Penning on the field until fall camp. So there's a lot of moving parts on offense that need to come together. So great commentary there, guys. Thank you all for this fantastic article. And let me just say this and to add to it. Uh, it's that's the offense is the major part. When you're talking about winning games in the NFL, we talk about, and I mentioned it early in the stream, we talk about having a leader at the quarterback position that can galvanize the offense because the offense has to lead the Saints' entire team and the defense uh, follows suit. Special teams have to carry their own water as well. Everybody have to be a functional, successful entity for it to be totally successful, right? So, but the offensive line, just like we just talked about the defensive line, the offensive line, they made a conscious effort to keep the offensive line together. Even when they approached uh, Andrews Pete, a lot of people wanted Andrews Pete to be gone. The Saints reworked Andrews Pete's deal into a one-year deal to keep him here because they wanted to have a solid unit, a solid offensive line to protect, protect, uh, protect Derek Carr coming up into the season. So, Having all of those guys together, you got Ramchek who needs to be Ramchek really needs to show us something this year. Uh, you got Trevor Penning that's going to be healthy. So we need both those two fantastic tackles to handle their business. We need our interior guards to step up and play. Cesar Reeves was solid all last season. He's let's see him build on that. McCoy is there. So the QB to quarterback exchange, uh, the, the, the excuse me, the center to quarterback snap. It's something that we need to look at. And of course, the QB and you know, the quarter, the, the QB to the wide receiver position is a good exchange. But the center snap, the center and QB snap situation, uh, you know, we that's when it starts when you see Trevor, you see uh, uh, McCoy out there working. 
with Carr and he's snapping the ball. Getting that together, that's very pivotal. Also, you know, him getting used to being behind the offensive line, that's big. And, of course, the Saints fortified the offensive line by adding veterans and draft pick uh, guys like Nick Seldavari, and they have a few undrafted guys they brought in, brought in to kind of create some competition for the backup offensive line positions and depth. Trevor Penning uh, and, and Ryan Ramchek, you have Pete and uh, Ruiz and then McCoy at the center position. Very solid offensive line that can run and block. Penning gives you the attitude. The Saints offensive line needs to play with more attitude. And then, of course, James Hurst, the swing offensive lineman, could play t- tackle or guard. He's the first. And then you got Nick Sell, DeVere there, Storm Norton, and others that'll be making a push to make the active roster, you know, as well. So the Saints have done a pretty, a really good job all over the place in terms of the offense, but just adding talent everywhere, including the tight end room with the acquisitions of Foster Moreau and Jesse James was added there to bring even more competition along with Tate. You know, it's just phenomenal. All of the stuff that we had, I don't understand how people think they can compete with what the Saints are going to roll out. And I'll say this and I'm going to say it again. The only thing stopping the Saints uh, having success this year is the Saints' imagination itself. So that'll cover the preview, man, the preview, the preview, the preview of this show. So that's coming up, man. So anyway, I'd like to give a shout-out to you guys for being up in the stream. Uh, Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the share button. Let me know, family, how y'all feel about the 2023 camp, you know, camp, uh, situation. What are your concerns? Y'all let me know what y'all concerns are coming into the camp. What do you guys want to see? Do you re- uh, kind of agree with the reporters or what they're reporting on? Is, uh, is that something that you share or is something that they didn't speak on or perhaps I didn't speak on that you guys want to be aware of in this upcoming mini camp? So with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the share button. By all means, feel free to share the show on your social media feed. Also, check out our merch in the description section below and go to the whodaddaily.com and sign up for our newsletter. We are there as well. And drop your email there as well. Sign up for the newsletter. There's a link in there. Go to whodaddaily.com. It's in the description in our link tree section. Go there and sign up, man, because you never know uh, if you want to get in contact with the stream or whatnot. uh, You know, you're not getting your notifications. Sign up there. It'll take care of it. So with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. Much love to the fam. We appreciate y'all. And who that take? Yeah. Boogie like Benson. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm I'm a who that. that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that Where we do that, where we do that Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that Boogie like this and I'm a who that Sports coma, this is where we do that Welcome, welcome, welcome Somebody please better help Running this thing like elf Thank God every day I'm not a felt Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped Been marching in, that was way for the ring I was yelling out your shame for the championship Fucking on town, duck down Falcons, pluck, get shut down Panthers ain't much to 
touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Love like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. News all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. Daily.com. That's right, the Who That Daily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a Who That, you're looking for a place to stay up on your team. Who That Daily.com is your site. The Who That Daily.com for the sport Who That in all of Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kids' tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio.